Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And welcome to the worst idea of all time, um, season Emmanuel, the season of love, the season of sex and sexuality, sensuality and sexuality. Sensuality. It's my name is Tim Bat, and this is my associate Guy Montgomery. And uh, together, what we do is we watch we watch movies and we talk about them. We are a couple of pornographic pioneers. Men with eyes bigger than their stomachs mm, as definitely. we traverse the back catalogue of soft core Emmanuel films. If Emmanuel is on the tin, we'll watch it. We'll drink it. We'll drink it up. We might not be thirsty. <laughs> no. We might not like the flavour. Mm-hmm. But we have iron stomachs and we said we'd drink it. We told you we would do it, so we're going to do it. And so... We drink it. Are you comfortable? Physically. Yes. Yeah. Cool, man. You? I'm good. I've got a chair that kind of leans back. I'm on I'm on a cool, like, office rolly chair thing, and I can... I do, yeah. I mean, it, this is happening in a new studio, so you probably didn't need to know that, but it does feel like a new configuration, and it does feel like I'm being interviewed, and yeah. you are big-timing me, because I'm in a small, lower stationary chair that forces me to sit upright. Oh, and God. Tim is leaning back, sort of uh, very cavalier, very cavalier, very confident, very relaxed. Feet on the desk, yep. and he wants to know what I bring to the company, what I was doing with the last five years of my life, and what I'm going to do with the next five years of my life. So, in order, I'm going to bring a good attitude every single day. The last five years, legally, I'm not allowed to talk about it. I'm under an NDA, mm-hmm. but rest assured, everything's been settled now. Okay, and the less questions asked, the better. Next five years, I'm just going to be trying to put my past behind me. Now, while I respect the judicial process and the you know legal strength of a non-disclosure agreement, 
within thank you for this country. That. I must have some more details. I must I must pursue this a little bit further uh, for our own risk assessment for this company. Okay, well I can't Can, tell you exactly what happened, but I, I will understand. say I understand. Sure, that bank had it coming. A bank it involved a bank, and you've done something to a bank. No. Okay. You didn't hear that from me. I see. Um, Why should the bank have all the money? Uh, okay. So you... That's all I'll say. It seems like you've released some interesting details considering this is an insurance company. Yes. In many ways. Similar financial institution to a bank. would like to ensure mm-hmm. that I am paid money by this company I see. moving forward. Where do you see yourself in five years? Guy, is it? You can call me. Uh, are you French? We. Oui. Yeah, you can call me Guy. Uh, five years time, probably different building, different interview. What do you think about people who say uh, your job? <laughs> they get that question. What do you see yourself in three years? Your job, motherfucker. <laughs> that's it right there. Uh, I think that's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's a real litmus test for the manager you're talking to. I think. Yeah. You know, I think it's a cool thing to say regardless, but um, what you're really testing the water of is... <laughs> Their sense of humor. Yes. The person in front of you. And how they respond to a gentle challenge from an ambitious young man. <laughs> I think putting the motherfucker on the end probably upgrades the challenge from gentle to aggressive. <laughs> man, pulling that out in a job interview would be so awesome. It's a shame that job interviews are so high stakes because it's quite fertile ground for... Comedy, well, you know, like if if the stakes were because generally, uh, generally you are there because you need a job, mm. and it's quite important that you do well. And if you're at the interview stage, it already means you've you've crossed a few hurdles, so you know the stakes are even higher, and you want to take very few risks. But if those things went in front of you, man, you could have a lot of fun fucking around. Well, it's sort of you know maybe you've you're interviewing for multiple positions. You've found the one you want. You've taken it. You still have this other interview on the books. Instead of just wiping it, you could say, you know what? I'm going to have some fun with this. What about a hidden camera show? And you're just interviewing for jobs. You're interviewing for jobs. Yeah, so you were actually like punking the people who are interviewing people for jobs. It's a bit of a... I think it changes the power dynamic. So what do you, are you so you, so you walk in there and they're like, okay, what can you bring to this company, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, and you're like, guess what? Fuck you! And you're wearing like hidden GoPros and you're all mic'd up for a TV show. It's a great show, Tim. It's called <laughs> Fuck You, and it's just someone with twelve <laughs> GoPros strapped to them, walking into different offices <laughs> and telling whoever is interviewing them, "Fuck you." You remember that Simpsons episode where Homer's got the big gallon hat when he walks into the Quickie Mart? I think. Yeah, and he's got the camera in it. Yeah. And then he stomps on it because I think a poo tells him it sounds like there's a bee in there. That would be a great Halloween costume if you, <laughs> yes. if you could recreate the hat. <laughs> that would be good. Good times. Um. Anyway, this movie. So we saw a, man, a movie called Emmanuel and the Sex Talk or maybe just Emmanuel the Sex Talk. Emmanuel sure. Sex Talk. I thought well, that's definitely in there. Okay. I don't know about the and. I think it was sex, the talk. I thought it would be a parent and their teenage children sitting down to finally comb through the finer details of the birds and the bees. Mm-hmm. We're talking about erections. Mm-hmm. We're talking about adolescence, mm-hmm. menstruation. We're talking about safe Menstruations. sex. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Talking about everything. Did you get the talk? Uh, can't remember getting it. 
but I think I think we got it very young. So like, I've heard that's a technique. Thing. Yeah, really young. You tell them everything, and then there's a ba- in the or in utero. Yeah, yell it into the belly. I think you tell them everything constantly. Yeah. So you start now, and you just keep going. You know, but. Uh, I never got it. I remember one day I was home and my parents went there and there was a copy of a book called What's Happening to Me on yeah. the Edge of a Table. Yeah. And I combed through that. I can vividly remember a... I think you've told the story recently. An animated picture of an erection. How to make you feel. I was like, huh. I don't know. I sort of... I don't know how it made me feel. And then there was a picture of a man and a woman lying down and hugging. Mm-hmm. And it might have been described in the book as a special mummy-daddy cuddle. Just call it sick. Like, if you go into the trouble of writing the book to try and clear stuff up, Don't then why would confusing. you then further obscure it? You say mummy and daddy cuddle because you're, like, too embarrassed in the moment to tell the child about what the realities are. If you're writing the fucking book, yeah, stack up, dude. It's the point of the book. I wrote the book on second. It sounds a lot like of, there's a lot of commotion happening yeah. outside with Zoe versus Rufus by the sounds of it. Well, I, Zoe being my wife, Rufus being our lovely dog. It seemed like there was it was bath time mm-hmm. for Rufus. <laughs> I don't know if Rufus was on board. Yeah, he, he didn't seem he was trying to strike a deal where he got to bathe one of the members of the house in exchange. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so this movie Sucks. It, it's not about puberty and it's not about parents and their children going through the finer details of what happens to the human body mm. and responsibility. It is actually about a woman named Dr. Brittany, a popular late night radio host who hosts a relationship and sex. Kind of like Dan Savage. Call in show. But bad. Savage love cast. Exactly. And uh, basically. She fields calls from listeners and gives is friends with Emmanuel, advice. of course. Yes. Now, this is the Emmanuel who we were first introduced to in Emmanuel and Dracula. Is that what it's called? Or Emmanuel versus Dracula? Emmanuel versus Dracula. That rules. It's very like Jason versus... Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> imagine Godzilla versus um, Freddy Krueger. Ah. They're going to say imagine Godzilla versus Emmanuel. Ah. No, I don't want to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Neither I and yeah, she's friends with Emmanuel, and while she is the sort of most prominent, popular, and world-leading sexpert on the US radio waves, she often defers to and respects the opinion of Emmanuel. Has her on a pedestal higher than even her own. There are also some ancillary characters who are friends who are going through various different friends of Emmanuel, friends of Emmanuel who are like. There's no, aside from the fact that there's a, a radio talk show host and a radio show that is a setup for a lot of the different sex scenes in this movie, there's no through line. There's this not a movie, lot of connective tissue. This movie's got it all. Nymphs. Yeah, it did have nymphs. Threesomes. It did have, it did have threesomes. Visible vagina. It did have visible vagina. It did not have visible penis. You got so close though. When is the penis going to get its day in the sun? When are we going to see it? When are we going to see just a man fully erect? Just I, a, I actually think we will see it before long. With a um, re- regular sundial of a cock. Because these Emmanuel films, as we go further in time, I believe this was released in 04. Um, they're getting more explicit. I, well, it might have been. I think it might have been earlier. Oh, just a lot of commotion out there. Uh, what, what kind of 
circa what do you think? I think 2000 or 2001 because mm. I feel like early on when uh, we were establishing through a variety of stock footage. Of you didn't see the Twin America. Towers. No way you saw them. I think I saw nah. the Twin I think you saw some buildings in Chicago. I'm going to look it up. I want you to go back to the... Oh, wait. The, we got the credits on. Maybe I'll just run them to the end and then we can see the copyright year. Is that the thing that they put on? I um, guess so. Just to bring you up to speed, the lead scene was Rochelle Ebert. Whenever um, people read out credits, it always reminds me of the old whose line is it yeah. anyway. It was never a funny part of the show. Romanian crew. Some of this was shot in Romania. You do that for the tech. Some of this was Brazil. shot in Brazil. What the fuck? We're learning a lot. Why do they always make these terrible films such huge, sprawling international... 2003. There we go. You show me the stock footage at the start of the film. The jury rests, Your Honor. There's no way that you would release a movie two years after 9-11 with the Twin Towers and for God's sake. Uh, not they all movies... They not Spider-Man and put it back in the oven to digitally remove them. Not all movies made after 2001 are set after 2001, Tim. This movie could be set in a year... 2000. So no one told you life was going to be this way. They were set in New York, eh? Friends. Famously. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really famously. It was really hard to follow the storyline of this movie, man. Well, There was a letter that Emmanuel got, which was from a man saying goodbye to her. Uh, And that was like, for some reason, the sort of persistent, mysterious thread that they would... It like got set up very early and then they would ignore it for ages and then come back to it later. The most interesting one I thought was the relationship between the man and the woman. Don't know either of their names. Maybe the guy's Matt, uh, who and, and she oh, had Matt, just started exploring that, her that feelings for woman. woman. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. That's that was one of the first scenes of the film was there's a red headed woman who we were led to assume was the talk show radio host, but was we not. got a red headed woman. And she was getting a massage from Emmanuel, and they were talking to one another about sex and sexuality, and Emmanuel regaled the red-headed woman with an incredible anecdote about two young women who are friends who went for a walk in the forest and lay out a picnic mat mm. and fucked with their Nikes on. Yes. It was really they fucked gross. With their, their Air on. <laughs> I don't know. It was something about the way it was shot and and recorded the sound as well. Like and it also, was very... It was... It was I didn't like it. Also retold by Emmanuel. I, mean, I didn't like it. I didn't love it either. But basically, Emmanuel got this red-headed woman all hit up about this story about two women making love. And then her and the red-headed woman proceeded to make love. Mm. And Matt, the red-headed woman's boyfriend, came home and was watching and was turned on by it. And uh, oh, yeah, I guess that was the red-headed woman guys. was like, hey, don't. Watch me cheat on you with this woman. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it was like, all right. There wasn't enough. a lot of clarity around it, but basically it set up this ongoing thread where she wanted to explore her sexuality and he wanted to be there for it as well. Yes. And then, no, but that, that, it was kind of, I don't know, I thought it was kind of cool how they handled it. They had some you talks was, in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, that is Listen, good to talk. considering the very low bar that Emmanuel sets, I thought it was the best bit of the movie. Them trying to negotiate and navigate this new phase of their relationship because she didn't know that she was, I'm presuming, bisexual because she still was like with the dude and seemed into him uh, and had just discovered that she had these sexual feelings uh, for women and then decided to fuck around and find out with her aerobics instructor, Amy, uh, and invited him to come along, but he was not. This was so good. 
real good, clear boundary setting. She was like, I'm going to go fuck around with Amy. You can come, but you may not touch. No talking, no touching. <laughs> He was in equal measures excited and then a bit disappointed that he couldn't participate. And then, in what I thought was the greatest comic mo- moment of the film, uh, on the fly offered to bring a video camera because technically that wasn't interfering in the action. <laughs> Which I thought was so funny. But then, wouldn't you? He know got it? his end off anyway. Yeah, yeah, he got his end away. They they got excited and then eventually they were like, do you know who? We should bring into this situation the man standing, <laughs> that man sitting, that sitting in the corner, yeah. and all of the other sex scenes in this movie are just um, basically the way that the talkback radio shit worked was this woman sat down and said, "Hi, I'm Doctor <laughs> Brittany. I'm a relationship expert," and then people would call in and tell her about times they had sex, yes. and she would not interfere. She would just silently listen, and the visual well, kind of goad them for more details. Yeah, she'd, she'd be, be like, like, "Tell us." Everything. everything and then she'd kick back in her seat and these listeners these ordinary folks like you or i mm-hmm. would tell their stories and then the radio show would finish and her producer would say great show and she'd say i've got to go to bed so then the weirdest bit of this movie was that um kind of disturbing i'd say the most disturbing part so she starts getting these pho- the the Brittany the radio show host. She starts getting these phone calls on her private phone, private phone from. And she put, she, she puts a lot of her life on the line. This woman does out into the public arena, the, and and you know it, to the point that I think some people feel a degree of ownership over her, even though she's just doing a job. And Brittany has, unbeknownst to her, established some parasocial relationships with her listeners. Yes, they are obviously one sided because that is how the broadcast medium of radio works. Thanks. Admittedly, talkbacks. Slightly different, but not much. So uh, this dude... Also, for a talkback radio station, surprisingly few calls from people with complaints about the state of things, mm-hmm. about... This government. This I'm a government, taxpayer. Yeah. Uh, something about immigrants. Yeah, immigration law. Um, uh, what else are the go-tos? Same-sex relationships. Just being over 70 and somehow operating a telephone enough to ring into the show. Yeah, incredible. That's not fair. There's lots of smart people over 70. They almost exclusively fielded calls from people, beautiful people in their mid-twenties who were exploring. Well, I think they're actually pretty light on cast, so I'm pretty sure if you were in one of the sex scenes, you also had to voice a um, call-on character. You 100% did. But I'm pretty I, sure she was talking to herself in one of them, and they just very subtly changed her voice. For balance, even if it wasn't someone making a traditional talkback radio call, mm. I would have liked to hear like someone call up <laughs> and tell gross. a hilarious anecdote about when, how, when they masturbated once went wrong yeah. just for balance a few calls from people being like oh this you know a really embarrassing thing happened this movie still had the and i've forgotten his name the guy who went on to do like all the comedy oh, shows yeah, yeah, the yeah, sitcoms yeah. and stuff the guy who did all the emmanuel and spaces that's what we would be treated to yeah we definitely would have had some funny ass calls but anyway it's funny like there's not a, not a lot of room for comedy in in sex but there can be that's mm. the beautiful i felt like that guy found some great comedy. I yearn, I said this out loud while the movie was playing. I yearn for Emmanuel in space. It was good. I didn't know how good we had it at the time. No, you don't. So don't it always seem to go that you're not aware of what you have until after the fact. They paved a beautiful place and built somewhere for people to place their vehicles. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mm. She starts getting these bop, phone, bop, bop. phone calls and it's from a like it's a pretty sinister sounding guy. Yeah. Who starts, you, he goes like, what do you think about secret admirers? She's like, Mm. No, no, you were taking a piss. You don't even fucking know this bit. Oh, is it a he crime? Rung, Sorry, is it a crime to take a piss now? He rung, Do I break a law? He rang her on her cell phone. Mm, is that right? Yep, that's right. There are cell phones in this movie, which is it's weird to like mention, but this is kind of a crossover point. O three, they're just starting to yeah. become very O three, but remember, set in 2000. I dispute that fact. Um. He's like, I'm your secret admirer. Uh, what else does he say to her? I don't know, just some bullshit. But it's a real sinister tone. And then he's like, hey, we should meet up. And it's like, this guy's obviously a fucking murderer. Like, clearly he's a murderer. They've yeah. even got a slightly sinister soundtrack playing underneath. Basically, a guy keeps pestering her. And he saying, rings on the radio show and he's like, yo, we're going to meet up? What's the deal? And she's like, mm, I don't know about probably this. Probably not. And then she talks to Emmanuel, and Emmanuel, someone like, whose opinion she greatly respects. And this is someone who's set up in the movie and the wider franchise to be a fountain of wisdom, knowledge, intuition, um, you know, good judgment. And so she puts this situation to Emmanuel, and Emmanuel is instantly like, "You should fully meet up with this guy. How exciting! What an adventure!" And I'm sitting here yelling at the screen, trying to avoid this. This poor broadcaster from getting murdered, you know. Does she listen to me? No, it's a screen. It was recorded in possibly 2000. It's not going to work. So she ends up meeting up with this guy, having very um, well mm, explicit, I would say, for Emmanuel, sex in an alleyway. Before we get, it's important to provide a little bit of extra context. So she finishes the radio show and her producer goes, you want to get a drink? And she goes, No. And he goes, hot date? She goes, I don't know. And then she walks to the pre-agreed street corner and 
the secret admirer in a, an incredibly sinister mood, move and mood, presumably it was like, by the way, when we meet, no talking. We've talked enough. And you think, no, because you don't know each other. You've barely spoken at all. And she arrives at a street corner, which is in front of an alleyway, and there's a sort of handsome guy down the far dark end of the alleyway who gives her the eyebrows, and she sort of goes, hmm, okay. And then, as detailed by Tim, they have quite explicit alleyway sex. And like a couple of stray cats. That's right. And then they finish, and he just goes through the door behind him, and then the producer, the aforementioned producer shows up, and he's like, sorry, I'm late. And Emmanuel says, not Emmanuel, sorry, the talk show host, Brittany, says, huh? He goes, yeah, I'm, I'm late. She goes, you're the secret admirer. And he goes, truly? This is a Shakespearean turn. He goes, yeah. And she goes, well, who was... He's like, what? Who was who? And she goes, ah, don't worry about it. And then he says, well, we've already broken the no talking rule. What do you want to do? I was thinking coffee and breakfast. Which I I had to ask Guy a few times that we'd heard the same line because it didn't make any sense to me. Is that do you think he was using it in that way of like a pickup line? You know? You go to a bar and you're like, Hey, can I buy you a drink and make you breakfast? I don't know. All I know is it's midnight and this guy's set up a date where he's not allowed to talk to the person he's on a date with and he's asked her to his house for coffee and breakfast. I figured they were going to a, a coffee No, house. she says where? And he goes, my place. Oh, man. Anyway, everyone survives. <laughs> That's a plus. And actually, it looked like everyone got their end away, mm. which is fantastic news. Yeah, I guess so. Everyone but Tim and Guy. Well, and the nymphs. Yeah, they didn't the, see any action. Because Emmanuel told people about the nymphs and then people didn't believe her. But then we got to meet them. Yeah, Emmanuel. And they were the only people of colour that I've seen in the franchise recently. The, Certainly in this film. The Yeah, the um, Emmanuel keeps having dreams and these nymphs show up. And it's, there's sort of this supernatural quality to Emmanuel. Everyone else seems to be living in reality and she kind of transcends like reality in a slightly sort of also I've got to say this current Emmanuel we're dealing with can't act fuck man she's bad she's Dutch she's Dutch and she's she gorgeous act. and she cannot <laughs> act <laughs> let me introduce you to Emmanuel she's young she's hot she's Dutch and she cannot act not to save herself Oh, we don't begrudge her that. No, but and I feel like they figured it out in um, Emmanuel vs. Dracula because she was barely in it. Do you remember that? Mm. They really like tucked her away in the movie. Uh, scant number of lines. She kind of got tucked away in this one too. Like, well, the, not as much Brittany though. was the lead. The talk That's show true. radio host was the lead. And then we had a red-headed woman whose name I don't know who, who you know, was also she got more know, screen time than Emmanuel. 1B and, then and they, Emmanuel and they was were, probably They 1C. were both quite good, I thought, at acting. Hmm. You know, they were serviceable. I was so bored, man. It was a pretty boring movie. Porn is boring. These pornos are boring. These pornos are boring me. That's me being guy. Mm. I'm bored. Mum, I'm bored. Mum, this porno's boring. Mum, this porn's boring. Shut up and watch your porno. <laughs> I'll take it away from you. Mum, this porn, I don't want to watch any more of the porno. Pretty wild, though. I don't understand all the, like, countries involved do you think that do you think there is crazy financial shit going on here is this like 
this feels like fraud somehow. You know what I mean? I just don't know exactly how it works. So I guess you've got a lot of, you're like, hey, my name's Elaine Stravitsky. Is that his name? Stravitsky. And uh, I am, you know, I've got this whole back catalogue of Emmanuel films um, that, according to my conversation I'm having you with right now, are very successful, financially very successful. So I'm going to need you to give me some money to finance this next one. Uh, gorgeous woman, shot on location, experienced crew. I know what yada, I'm doing. Yada, yada. You get your money back, you know, threefold, whatever the fuck it is. So then, like, what's the grift? You know, like, where do, where are you stealing money? Do you, do you just steal it from the investors, maybe? I think everything's above board. The only fraudulent thing I'm noticing, Tim, is I've watched over 30 pornos now mm. and have not... Notten gotten single bonotten. Oh, well, this doesn't feel like a conversation for us. This feels like a conversation for a, a special guest. Hello. Hello? Hello! Oh, wow. Hi. Boner inspector! Probably back off that um, ear that's in, in front of your mouth, but thank you. Hi. Oh, what seems to be the problem? Just blowing out my ear hole. Oh, yes. With... Your volume. Oh, I thought perhaps a giant boner had been bestowed upon you. Nah, that too. That is, you are uncomfortably close. Describe for me the details of your appendage. Mine or yours? Either or. Um, well, I mean, yours is right in my field of view right now. For that, somewhat, I apologize. <laughs> somewhat inescapable. And I appreciate the apology. I genuinely do. But at the end of the day... You've 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 cop knocked my door. Like I thought a police officer was coming in. Well, in many ways I am a police officer. Well, I guess that's true. A police officer of sex. Mm. <laughs> the the best kind. Um European I would describe as stomach churning. Please, 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 please. No. Okay. Vascular? Is that mm. a word I can use? It is wide and veiny. Anywho's um, it's been a minute. How are you? Can well, I make you a cuppa? A cup of tea? Wish you, you would. Okay, wish let me, you I'll would. put the jug on for you, mate. What's been happening in your world, Boner Inspector? Well, since you boys haven't been watching as many portos lately, I've been traipsing from place to place, hoping to stumble upon something in a park or a, I don't know, anywhere. This it's- is an interesting question I never thought to ask before. Are you, like, ethereal? Or, you know, like, are you a ghost or do you have corporeal form? I, like, is everyone on board? Can I... You're here, right? Physically? I'm physically here, yes. Okay. And if you were to ask someone into the room, they too would see me. Mm-hmm. But when I travel from place to place, I'm not visible to all. Wow. Mm. Wow. Wow. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Owen Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> now, Owen Wilson's here as well. Yeah, I just wanted to say I got a uh, got a big boner. Holy shit! Fantastic! I'll write you up a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on, boner inspector. He is the ticket a positive thing or is it like a speeding ticket? It's kind of both. <laughs> it's kind of both. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Uh, it's kind of both. So it's like it's a positive thing, but we you know we need the documentation. Is Owen Wilson going to get fined? No, no, not at all. He'll get rewarded. Oh, fantastic. That's so good. How do you feel about that, Owen Wilson? Wow. Really good. It's, man, it's so cool to have you here. Uh, I don't know how long I can keep you for. 
because I know you're a really busy dude. Do you want to stick around, Owen? I gotta go. Okay, cool, man. That's all good. I understand. I will see you later. It's nice to meet you. Owen Wilson, the man's a legend. A legend. So basically the ticket he has is valid for one <laughs> gobby. Oh, one gob. Okay, so you find someone with an erection and they get a ticket to redeem where exactly? Uh, there's a there's another person. There's a room. There's a room? The boner remo- removal room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and that's where you get your blowjob from. where you can from. redeem your boners. I see. Anyway, anything to talk of? Uh, no, no. I feel like we should get you out of the room, to oh, be honest. You don't like my energy? Uh, no, I, th- I, I just... Too I think, sinister for you? No, 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 no. It's not that. It's I, fine. Guy and I have just got some catching up to do as well. So um, I, I, please don't I'd, take it personally. I'd have you stay for as long as you want. Oh, really? Are you cool with him being? Oh, well, if it's okay with you... All right, I'll pour the tea then. I'll is that okay with you? Me? Tim? No. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'll get you... Look, I'll just get you a cup of tea for a second. Guy, do you want to ask the boner inspector or anything? Who introduced the ticketing system? Oh, that was my initiative. All of this is my initiative. <laughs> Wait, so the the room, the redemption room? Yeah, that's me too. <laughs> when did you create it? And here's your tea, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yep, that's what a teacup sounds like. <laughs> when did you um when did you come up with all of this? In utero. In u- wow. Yes. That's incredible. And you can remember that, huh? Vividly. So you're like I mean, I was tending towards ghost, but it almost seems like you've got superhuman, maybe like mutant abilities. I'm trapped between many worlds, and the one thing that tethers me to all of them is a fascination and an appetite for boners. Interesting. Have you ever seen um, The Butterfly Effect? Mm, Yes. Horrible movie. Not a boner to speak of. Yeah, I guess that was the big takeaway from that film. Yes. Um, Didn't see a boner, and most importantly... Didn't get a boner. Okay. Um, You know they made different endings for that movie. I did hear that. And didn't they actually screen different endings as well? I think they did. Yeah, that's wild. Well, it's kind of in keeping with the premise. Yeah, exactly. I guess that's why they did it. But I haven't heard of any other movie doing that, except for like test screenings to figure out what they want to run with. You don't hear a lot from Ashton Kutcher on screen these days. Well, funnily enough, it's because he's like a great humanitarian. He's doing really good work on uh, people trafficking. I was on Netflix. I mean, shutting it down rather than doing it. You know, well, you never know with these Hollywood types. I I I was on Netflix the other day and I was looking uh, for a movie under the genre of Mm sci-fi, and one of the options was "Dude, Where's My Car." Huh. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen that movie, but wasn't that just about a guy who gets too stoned to figure out where he parked? Big time. Huh. Anyway, no bonus there either. Yeah, you must fucking hate these Emmanuel movies. I don't know if you've seen them, but like we Guy and I have watched 30-something, 32, Almost four. 40, I'd say. What? Mm, maybe. Feels like yes. something in there. Anyway, not a single boner on these films that claim to be pornos. Not even in Silhouette? Um, not from memory, no. Well, maybe when you finish recording, I could hang around and show you some websites. Oh, I don't. We're not looking. I mean, you're looking for bonus. Yes, we're we're on a different path. Oh, we're doing a different thing over here. I was going to show you clickhole.com. Um, 
sort of like a BuzzFeed satirical website. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not bonus on there. No, no. Oh, but, okay. It was just a sheer just, bit of humor, a bit of... Yeah, yeah. I feel like content. I'm really getting to know you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. You're right, I'd better get to the Boner so, Redemption room. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Owen okay. Wilson's going to be there any second right, now. Right, that sounds good, man. Good to see you. See ya. Okay, catch you. <laughs> Enjoy that rest of your tea. That guy. That fucking dude, man. Man, he does not live a good life. I don't think he does, but he's kind of built it for himself, you know, so he's got to figure this out. Boner Inspector built this prison and boner inspector must prison break if he wants to get out of there this prison exactly um haven't heard from george lazenby in a hot minute don't know if we will um don't yeah. know mm. i do wonder how that guy's doing someone sent us a photo of him recently he looked oh, like really? he was in yeah it looked like he was in good shape awesome which isn't surprising yeah i mean he was a bond yeah yeah some of them are dead though yeah but- wait only one i think Wait, Roger Moore, I'm pretty sure Roger Moore's dead as well. Uh, mm, don't know. Tell you who's doing great. Who's that? Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Fuck you. You get the feeling. Fuck yeah, brother. How did somebody say Pierce Brosnan? Oh. <laughs> okay. Hi, George. You really snuck up on us there. I was in the cupboard. Have you been in the cupboard this whole time? Yeah. Fuck me. Can I get you a glass of water? Because we have not... Well, um, you offered the other guy a cup of tea. You can have a cup of tea if you want. I just feel like you might need some hydration if you've been in a cupboard for this amount of time. Please. It's been a a moment before drinks. Man, I can see the color returning to your cheeks as you're gobbling down that hydrogen and oxide, whatever it's called. Even for the world's greatest listener. Yeah. Hearing you guys prattle on with that boner inspector is enough to drive a man wild. Oh, come on, man. We were just, you know, entertaining an old friend, having him over. I was tempted to just poke the very tip of my boner out the corner of the room. Really? Just to just to show him? Just to alert him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> alert him to your presence. Yes. Um, hey, George, can I tell you about this film we just watched? I'd rather you tell me about a film you'd like me to watch. Okay, here it is. It is about a woman radio host, if you can believe it. Sounds good. Now, her job is to listen to... Oh, a listener. Yes. Woman after my own heart. She is both a broadcaster and a listener, Mm. like you. I'm an actor and a listener. That's true. You know they say acting isn't acting. It's reacting. I have heard that. You're a subscriber to that? No. Oh. You've just heard it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I hear people saying it. Mm-hmm. People are always talking about learning lines as well. Not for you? No, no. I've been meaning- I do lines and I act. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I've been meaning to ask you, actually, there's a line in On Her Majesty's Secret Service that I always wondered if it was an ad lib from you or if it was written on the page. Go ahead. Um, I uh, know that I ad libbed every line in that film. <laughs> You say, and I, I, I from memory, I haven't watched this in years and years, but you might even like look to the camera a little bit as you're doing this. They hated when I do that. The line was, this never happened to the other guy. Mm. I think it was after your character's wife died. Yeah. Ad lib. That was you. That was me. Fuck. It's a real, it's 
you know, memorable. It was all me. So tell me about this woman who listens. So she's got a job where every night, seven days a week, she uh, gets on the wireless, uh, sits in her chair, and for two hours she hears the most sexually explicit stories from her listener base. Mm. It's a syndicated show. (laughs) She's drawing stories from 22 of the most popular cities in America. I'm talking NYC, Mm. Los Angeles, Chicago, the other ones. And one night she gets a very sexually explicit story from an elderly man. Mm -hmm. He sounds old. You can tell by his voice that he's a very old man. Like me? Um, I wouldn't describe you as elderly. You, you you know, I think you're a distinguished gentleman. Young at heart, but exactly. does his voice sound like mine? Uh, no, older. Oh. Yeah, older. Oh. Yeah. So he rings in with the – I'm not going to get into the details right now. but Because it's, it's lewd. It's, it is lewd in the extreme, George Lazenby. <laughs> it's lewd. It's crude. It's this is downright some, nasty. This is some rough stuff. <laughs> oh. And we get a lot of details delivered from the voice of a man who sounds impossibly <laughs> advanced in his years. Now, the interesting thing is, as the story's going on, our main character, the, the listener slash broadcaster slash sex therapist radio host, she sort of has this interesting expression on her face, which doesn't make a lot of sense to us, the viewer at the time. Because she's heard it all. Truly she has. I mean, admittedly, this man is very old and this story is very, very explicit. Yeah, yeah. But, she, you know, you'd think she would be a little desensitized to this stuff. But she, as the details tumble out of this guy's mouth, she gets sort of more and more alarmed. Um, and then the, the her face sort of contorts in these quite sort of disturbed, horrifying reactions to it. She ends the call professionally, goes to an ad break, turns the talkback button on to communicate to her producer who's in a separate booth uh, and reveals that the reason she's so shaken is because this elderly man has, to the minute detail, described a sexual experience she was a part of two weeks prior. Wow. Um, She's shaken by the fact that she has, unbeknownst to her, now seemingly had sex with an incredibly old man. Maybe he's just got an old voice and a young body. It's possible. But the interesting thing is, two weeks prior, when she was involved in this sexual experience, which seems to line up exactly to the T, to this tale that the old man was telling, uh, she was at a masquerade ball. Oh. So um, there was a bit of opportunity for leaving some things to the imagination. Eyes wide shut style. You've got it. Maybe she fucked Tom Cruise. Uh, It's possible, but it's also possible that she fucked an incredibly old man. I like it. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah, I like it a lot. A bit of you? Yeah. I like the mystery. Mm -hmm. Cool. And I like Tom Cruise. Great. I mean, yeah, we can put him in. Yeah, great. Let's make it. Okay, excellent. Well, good to see you, buddy. I'm going to write you out a check for how much can it cost to make a movie these days? One, two hundred dollars. Uh, what year do you think it is? You got it. I'll see you later. Bye, George. Gutted. Fuck, man. He doesn't green light a lot of projects, and he does not understand what a film costs. Yeah.
He just went back into that cupboard. Yeah, he no, did not I leave. saw. I saw. <laughs> I don't know if he can hear us, but then again, it is kind of his thing. I think this movie was um was not offensively bad, but it was boring. Yeah, and it was plain. <laughs> plain. It was plain. I'd like to not watch it again. Mm-hmm. I'd like to give it um, no thumbs up. Zero thumbs. Okay. Can I ask you to select two words from the English language to describe this film to sum it all up? Plodding. Naughty. (laughs) Thank you very much, Guy. Um, We'll see you in the next episode where we'll be tackling another Emmanuel film. Yeah. Uh, Can I just acknowledge and thank all of our Patreon supporters who are keeping us going, truly. Yeah. On there you can get some bonus content. Um, Some of it's excellent. Some of it is a podcast series called Killionaire where we are – planning how to murder the richest person in the world. Yeah. A person who shall remain nameless but on this, about, the public podcast. Is about to go to space. And there's a lot of people about to go to space, so it could be anyone. They hey, sell books. We've got a link in the episode description if you want to join us on there. But thank you very much for listening. George Lazenby. Boner Inspector. Guy Montgomery. Tim uh, Bat, that's me. Rufus. Zoe. The people of Sandringham. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got to go. I've actually got to go. Yeah, I've got a, um, I've got a meeting in half an hour. So. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.